welcome to everyone to our first NGE podcast. And you, you will discover a little bit more as we go. But right now, I just want to, uh, to, to really meet uh, Hayley Adcock. Hayley, say hello. Hello. That's it. <laughs> and Lisa Thompson. Hi, everyone. Say hello. Yeah, so everyone knows. And, and I'm Thomas Levine. Now, the, uh, let's, let's, um, I'm going to let our people introduce each other, and then um, we take it from there. So let's start with Hayley. Uh, okay, I'm Hayley Adcock. I am a mum of two children, aged eight and six. Um, Chevy's almost nine. And um, I'm from a family of, I've got two older sisters, um, mum and dad are still together, uh, live on the Central Coast, grew up on the Central Coast. Um, my background is in psychology. So I went to Newcastle Uni, studied psychology, went into child protection, child adolescent psychology. I've worked in, uh, um, owned a private practice and also worked in schools for many years. So I'm just passionate about uh, mental health for everyone um, because it's, you know, Mental illness can just strike anyone at any level, any profession, any age. So um, I'm pretty passionate about, you know, everyone getting the help they need, but also just being normal. So I'm here in a professional capacity, I guess, to feed into that, but also in a personal capacity because um, I'm not normal either. So it is, <laughs> it's going to be a bit of both, I think. Uh, so this first topic I'm pretty passionate about. Um, not good enough, as I said, in both a professional way, I can talk into that, but also in a personal way. It always worries me when someone says, I'm not that, I'm not that good on, uh, on that subject, or I need this because I know they're pretty good. <laughs> All right, anyway, so <laughs> what about you, Lisa? How are you going? Hi, everyone. I'm well, has, thanks. Has he brought you your wine yet? No, there's still no wine, so <laughs> that's fine. He is I, have, I have water, so that's fine. All right, why don't you introduce yourself? Yeah, so I'm Lisa Thompson. Um, I'm a mum of three. Stephen and I have four children together, um, well, between us. Um, we've just recently become grandparents. So we have a um, little, little grandson who's just about five months old. I'm the youngest child of four. I come from a large supportive family. My parents are also still together and it's, you know, even odd that that's something that we feel we have to say, you know, because there's so many divorces um, around these days. But this topic I feel um, quite excited about to see where it can take us. Um, I think a lot of people can relate to this subject. Um, I know that I can personally, professionally and as a parent. Um, so, yeah, I think it's exciting to see who we can help and what input we can get from everyone out there to help us. <laughs> Because what is normal, right? Who is normal and what is normal? So that might be a subject for a whole nother day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I like that. I like it. I, I, I think that the um, people have been asking me, um, what, what is NGE? It, it's NGE stands for not good enough. And, and the purpose of this podcast is that I truly believe, uh, having worked now for over 25 years with uh, people, in terms of training them, I 
I started training them in real estate, but I, I also start noticing that the difference between the people who would do certain things and the people who, who knew as much, if not more than the other person, and would do less. And, and one of the conclusions I've come to realize lately is that the biggest wastage in life is the wastage of in, in human potential. And so one of the things that really got me to think about this is that, hold on, why don't we just do something and help people to have that kind of uh, choke start, if you will, so that they can unleash themselves and start extracting not only the best of themselves in a professional field, but also in their own private life. Because I see people who have got an amazing professional life but then they totally unravel their private life. They get divorced, they do silly things. And, and that to me is not full living. I think full living is, is what the word full means. It's everything. And so I, I sat down and, and, and decided, hold on, we need to do something not only after COVID for Australia, but maybe for people all around the world to really realize that there are tools out there that are valuable to people to in, 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 in extracting the best of themselves and, and getting to a higher level of performance. I, I believe that we need to do whatever we can as a human being to share with other people what we've lived. What, one of the reasons I, I, I really thought of you straight away, Lisa, was that <clears throat> I have always admired your ability to just be who you are. Uh, sometimes maybe, maybe a little bit too humble, but I deep down I could see a real fighter and I, and I love that. Uh, now, when I spoke to you, Haley, even though we've known each other uh, for quite a number of years, but when I spoke to you, I went straight away, my goodness, how come I have not discovered more of this lady beforehand? Is, is you have that stamina that is about, hold on, you know where you're going, you also know what you want to share. And, and I thought, hold on, this, this is the right format. Uh, we are obviously having a... Uh, an opportunity for a fourth person to join us on, 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 on a fortnightly basis because this podcast is going to run once a fortnight. But it's really going to be our job to see how we can unleash people, right? And uh, I, I think that that is the idea of this podcast. Now, is there anything else that you ladies wanted to add? No, I think... Um... Mainly it's about um, also getting input, yes, because we can sit here as panellists or we can sit here as a group um, with others feeling like they can buy into that and share their experiences. So um, yeah. I'd love to hear, you know, as people start to listen to this podcast and it gets out there a little bit more, that it's okay for us to revisit some of the things that we might have spoken about and and get people to feed into that as we go. You, you, can, you, you can hear straight away she's a psychologist. She just want to make sure that her data is clean. <laughs> <laughs> Reliability, validity. <laughs> I like that. All right, so, the feeling so, of, um, I think people feeling not good enough is different for everyone, though, um, because I think a lot of people may not admit to, I, you know, I don't feel good enough for this or for that or for whatever they're, you know, whatever issue they're facing. Um, you know, sometimes they might just divert off and go into a completely different direction just to avoid that situation. 
Um, so I, I think it's different for everyone. And a lot of people won't actually admit that that's how they feel. They'll just make an excuse or, you know, do something to avoid that situation. So I think it's different for everyone. Okay. Oh, well, ladies and gentlemen, Lisa has just introduced the, the topic <laughs> of the week. And then and the topic of the week is it's okay to feel not good enough. So first of all, um, do you think everyone's doing it? Not good enough? Yeah. Do you think that everyone uh, does that? I think so. But what I would like to clarify, and here's my psychologist hat come on, that it's yeah. a thought, not a feeling. So you think you're not good enough. It's not an actual feeling. Okay. The feelings are, are different. It's a, uh, like a feeling of inadequacy or, you know, there's other feelings attached to it, but not being not good enough or thinking you're not good enough is a thought, yeah. not necessarily a feeling. But, but Haley, are you already giving the, the, uh, one of the solutions? Because I'm, I'm just thinking all my life, all I've had is the feeling that I'm never good enough. The thought, Thomas. No, no, no. But, but I felt, I felt, it, I felt deep inside. I, I would yeah. be all my life. I have felt like if people were giving me a gift or clapping, I would feel like, hold on, no, 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 no. This, this, this is wrong. This is not for me. And it makes me actually feel bad to even have that celebration or have the gift. And yeah, I, I, I hear your point about the, the, the thought because now you're saying that to me. I'm thinking, yeah, yeah, I should have thought it was a thought, but every single time I felt like I wanted to hide under a rock. Yeah. So I can guarantee you, it was not just a thought, it was a feeling for sure. Yeah. So we, we're talking about this, this topic here. I know that everyone's doing it. <clears throat> I, I feel that, you know, it, it, is, uh, it is pretty bad because I, I believe that there's no, no more wastage than wasted dreams everyone's got dreams but they don't seem to just do that but how are you going to convince me it's a thought because all my life it's been a feeling for me well i think it's the the attached feeling so you've got to work out what they are so i guess self-doubt is oh. also a thought not a feeling <laughs> And so um, we have a lot of arguments. Here. I know, I feel like we are. We're ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Um, because not feeling not good enough is just like that's just a catchphrase, really. But it's a it's a thinking you're not good enough, and the and the, there's other feelings attached to that. Okay. But so, so how do you explain? I, I have a thought I'm not good enough, but then when something, uh, let's say uh, at a, uh, an awards night, I would push other people first. That's no longer a, a thought. Well, it's, that's an action. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, but that's coming yeah. from my feeling of not really being good enough. Therefore, I'm, I'm yeah. ready to just clap and push everyone first on stage yeah. and, and push everyone to get whatever they get. Yeah. And, 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 and I'm trying to do everything to just stall my time. Yeah. So is that feeling um, not good, like not, like inadequate? Are you feeling not accepted? Are you like feelings are around like acceptance? Um, yeah, around belonging. 
No, 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 because you see that I, I'm, I'm a very kind of uh, primary kind of dude. So I, I don't think very high. So all I'm thinking is something inside me bothers me. I, yeah. I, I, you know, right? something is uncomfortable. I, I, I really feel so much discomfort about it that I would do anything to get rid of that yeah. feeling of discomfort. Yes. Yeah. So I'm trying to deal with my feeling. I never sat down and thought, hold on. Mate, you're just having a thought. Just change the thought, right? So yeah. I'm just doing everything to just change that into a feeling of, oh, thank God they're talking about somebody else. Uh, you can sit down and yeah. rest for a little while now. Yeah. So I, I, I just don't I think know. you just said that in your, like your feeling was uncomfortable. It was discomfort. Mm -hmm. But you didn't recognize what the thoughts were around that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So how do we help the people who are listening to us now in discerning the difference between the two? Because a lot of people are going to, no one's going to sit down and say, hold on, that was just a thought, mate. Just, that was a thought. Because yeah. they're going to start thinking, hold on, I, I think I'm suffering from schizophrenia now. <laughs> Someone's talking in my head. <laughs> um, yeah, and, I, and that is, and I mean, I talk about this a lot, even when you think about anxiety. Um, depression, those sort of things, because they're thoughts as well. Um, feelings of sadness, but it's thought like depressive thoughts. So it's it is really really hard, but it it's that um, like it's where where your mind body sort of enmeshes in that. So um, yeah, I think I probably did give away a bit of you know, how to step, how to step above. But when we say feeling not good enough, um, yeah, it's like it's not on the primary feeling wheel, but it's, yes, it's what's behind that. That, I guess, that's what we're going to find out because that will be the difference between succeeding in what we want to do. Yeah, I like not. that. I like that. Lisa, can I just ask you, so, so you, you ever had, Feelings or thought of not good enough? And were they feelings or thoughts for you? Well, for me, it's a feeling. Um, but it's when you have that thought, like, because it's like a nerves, anxious feeling for me. Um, but, of course, it's a thought. And it's what you do from that point as to where you go and what direction. You know, like always in my life, when I felt like that, I've always tried to tell myself that, you know, you're strong, you can do this, whatever it may be. Um, and step up and move forward and, and do it. And if I didn't have the knowledge or, you know, I would seek knowledge so that I, in my career, so I knew what to do to, to follow through. But for me, it's always more of a feeling than a thought. And it's quite funny because I joke around with my kids about your friends in your head. And they always <laughs> say to me, what goes on in, in your head? How many personalities are in there? Like, what's going on? But it's my way of you know, having a joke with them because they may think mum's crazy, but it's my way of saying to them, it's you're, you're, you're your own best friend in your own mind and it's the way that you talk to yourself is how you move forward because if you're constantly doubting yourself in your head, um, you know, of, of course you're going to feel not good enough or nervous or anxious. You have to tell yourself that you've got this and you can do it. Put your big boots on and go and do it. So <laughs> that's how yeah. I've always got around it. So, so, and if I don't do it, who else is going to do it? You know, like you've got to hold it all together. Let's agree to disagree for the moment, right? So, okay. um, be, 
I, I'm sure. I mean, it's great to have professional. It's fantastic because you go, all right, I'm thinking it's a, a thought. And Haley, deep inside, I'm going, yeah, I, I understand what she's saying, but how the hell do I know it's a thought when I'm feeling it? Right? Yeah. I so, so the person who's feeling not good enough, they can't say, hey, it's a not good enough kind of thought. No, they, they just feel bad, right? Yes. It, it's yeah. a little bit like, um, there are times when I, I, someone rings me and, 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 and I'm thinking about what they about to say and, and I feel not even deserving of that. Or, and, and, and suddenly it's a feel for me. How, how yeah. the hell do I sit down and go, that's a thought, man. You know, it's, yeah. because because yeah, yeah. it takes over uh, so fast it that it bypasses thoughts, right? So we don't even know it's thoughts. Yeah. So how, what what would be a trick that you what would be a, a tip that you give people so that they can sit down and go no no that's a thought man well i guess a bit of a back part of that which i guess is a question so if you're feeling not good enough i want to ask for whom that's a good question isn't it mm -hmm. Because it's, a, it's it is always like a catalyst behind things. So, um, yeah, I guess I'm not really answering your question, but I might get there. But in the beginning, it's like you're not feeling good enough or you're not, you think you're self-doubting and your thoughts are I'm not good enough or I don't, I'm not deserving or, you know, um, whatever it is. And I just want to put out there for who, like you're not living up to your own expectations. Is it you know, parents? Is it um, colleagues? Is it that you feel like you're going to let everyone down? So who, for whom? But deep, deep inside, we know that not good enough always stems from parents, really, in the end. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, sometimes it's family, culture. Um, yeah, most, like upbringing, most, it can be. Most of the time. I, I, I look at what people do. It's most of the time. It's in their yeah. primary years. Yeah. Not good enough is probably a feeling that they have in their first three years. Yeah. When, when mom and dad say, no, you can't have that, <laughs> right? Or no, go to do sleep it. now. <laughs> do it this way, <laughs> not that way. Yeah. So, so that's where not good enough starts. And, and, <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure there's not good enough happening afterwards. I mean, I've, I've met people who have had a beautiful relationship then got dumped by their girlfriends and go into heavy depression and ask themselves about not good enough. And then suddenly from that moment onwards, decide that with their next partner that they would do anything with that partner because they're driven by that not good enough feeling and, and they over try to overcompensate and do everything so that they don't lose that person and they're not realizing you're driven by a not good enough kind of uh, program. It's, 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 and the moment that you become aware of that, you may change, right? So, yeah. I, but most of these things happens from very early days. Now, yes. he, here's yeah. the thing I want to ask you, you the psychologist, how the hell can parents make sure that they don't create not good enough in their kids then? Um... I guess I'm asking you. I'm asking you. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's that. Like it is what 
what we've been told or said about ourselves or what we say about our children like it's the labels we give ourselves and others like oh he's my sensitive child or you know she's this or you know those sort of labels that we give each other um, or she's really lucky isn't she and then it comes down to luck or you know sensitivity and like we use them as our barriers but it does become our inner I guess we can be our own inner critic which can have come from our parents but it can, can become like from experience where all of a sudden we were told oh you're this or you're you know, oh you can get really aggressive over that or you know and then it gets in your head so then yeah. you yeah, you carry that along. So there's lots of labels, and I think we need to recognise what labels have you have, okay, so how, have so we how, got. So how could parents use labels in a good way, rather than create more NGE? Um, well, I think sometimes parents like then go to the opposite end and like, oh, you're just the best in everything, aren't you? And everyone deserves a first place ticket uh, and prize and these and that's too far that's the it's whole other end of the scale that can relate to a whole different lot of problems <laughs> so i think it's um recognizing who the child is but giving enough space to um you know let them be individual and and not have it a bad thing to be a sensitive male you know, to go, oh, he's sensitive, you know, and then all these little boys think that's a bad thing or um, for girls to be assertive, you know, that that could be seen as a bad thing or they're sassy or they're these things. And, like, all these labels that you go, oh, yeah, I've said that about my child or I've said that about myself or I've said or I've heard that, um, we do it constantly and it does become part of us, mm. who we are. So I think it's it's... It's not sort of changing. It's being conscious and being conscious of what we're doing that, yeah, our words filter out not only to our kids but to each other. Mm -hmm. um, and then that's how we sort of create that, um, yeah, what, those feelings. What about you? Um, you've got uh, three kids, right? Uh, I've got two. Lisa, you've got three children, three, three. Yeah, and, and, yeah. and they are mostly adult, right? Uh, 22, almost 19, and 17 on Tuesday. Yeah, even that young dude, he's the most adult dude that I've seen. <laughs> so, so do you, have you ever thought about NGE or not good enough? As I was asking you to join us and... and, and then, Hi. I was very surprised that my kids actually sort of said to me that that's the best topic for you, mum. And I was like, ah, what? Why? And and one of the kids actually said she learned, well, Lucy obviously learned from the best because she taught. I taught her, and it's like really, like I was really surprised that she felt that I had passed that on to her because I think all all my children are amazing, and and they know they know that, and they they know that I think that they can all do anything and everything if they put their mind to it. And they're all very successful, hardworking, you know, got great work ethic. And the three of them are all happy and got their own careers. So, yeah, I, I am surprised that they 
can see that and they feel that sometimes. Um, so they need to listen to the friend in their head. But um, yeah, I've always tried to encourage them and I've always treated all of them as little mini grown-ups. I haven't sort of tried to baby them through much through their life and all their experiences and things that we've been through. So, yeah. So, so Haley was talking about being conscious. Uh, so uh, the, uh, building the awareness of, of NG. Since you have been asked to be part of the NGE podcast, what happened to you? Did you ever sit down and while you, you're cooking, <laughs> are you going? Well, it hasn't <laughs> left my mind. <laughs> and I haven't liked that it stirred up feelings of my past. <laughs> so, yeah, and I think I probably didn't allow myself to, well, I don't think that I allowed myself to feel not good enough even though some, a lot of people I've spoken to have said that they see me as feeling that way. I've, I think, it's all very, sounds very confusing, but I think I've always thought to myself, I've got myself out of it because I go, I deserve better, you know, and, and I, I want something different. And I've always turned myself around and gone after that and had, tried to head in a better direction. So... Yeah, I am surprised that a lot of people think that I carry that NGE. Yeah, yeah. So, no, no, that's where you've been my hero. But Haley, do you notice it about how parents sometimes don't just see it? Oh, definitely, definitely. I'm a child psychologist, and I <laughs> and I can still do that to my kids because it's who it's our expectations. So how, how, what, would, what, what would you advise parents now to, to make sure? Because I truly believe whatever you don't conquer in your NGE, whatever you do in terms of NGE, it will be passed down, right? So, so yeah. I don't know whether you agree with this, but <laughs> me, I've got no hair, so, but I've experienced to know what I've done. And I and sometimes fully regret what I've done with my children, even though I don't want to recognize it too much. Otherwise, they might yeah. sue me. But... How, how can a parent really go, uh, yeah, yeah, it's fine for you guys to just say that, you know, but how yeah. do we, do we have techniques for parents to go, all right, we need to pay attention to this and, and we need to stop doing that to our kids and pass it yeah. down? Um, I think, I think there's always going to be an element of thinking you're not good enough. And I think social media plays a massive part in that in the teenagers and yeah. and it will be for my children being younger that um you know it used to just be family influence when we grew up you know you only were around your mum and dad and your and your aunties and your uncles or whoever you had around at the time but now and you know you've watched some tv shows and there'd be some ads but now it's constant there's constant social media and there's constant i guess feedback of oh, look at these people with all this money and doing all, and these, look at these, like, skinny models. Or, so it's constantly bombarding adolescents, young adults and, and kids around, um, you know, not being good enough, not being skinny enough, not being smart enough, not, not having enough money. So we need to get back to, I guess, um, acceptance around um, who we are, where we've come from um and in that i guess not not being good enough is an 
there's like an unmet need. Like you've had it, you've got a need that's not been met somewhere along the way. Um, and it's hard for parents in busy lives to meet all of their children's needs. And I'm not saying that, but it's about going, well, what are the main values? Like you want to create independence, you want to create create acceptance of them and you know who they want to be and whatever else. You want to provide security, but and a and a sense of belonging. But then you want to also go, you know, well, everyone has a separate purpose. So what I often see is, you know, sometimes parents living through their children because of their sense of purpose and then that's put down. Um, I see it, you know, on the soccer field, you know, when you go down the thing and I see it at work and I see things where they're like, you know, I want you to be this or I want this for you because I didn't get that opportunity and you need to do this because of these reasons and and I think you need to be aware of that that you can be yep. doing that to children yeah. or adolescents and you can also do it to yourself so yeah yeah but it, it is it is crazy I mean I, I'm, I'm 54 and I'm just thinking hold on it's taken me 50 years to realize about NG and I didn't even know I, I was living like a robot only to repeat some of the programs that I've received from my parents or from society, because yeah. after a little while, society also starts to impact on your programming. And, and I'm just thinking, is it something that you get as you age or is it possible to get it when you're 17? Like, is it possible for a 17 year old to listen to us and go, hold on, NGE, oh, I just did it. NG, no, my parents just tried to put it on me. Is it possible? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Because I think at any age, you can feel not good enough. You know, you no, can no, but think... Can you recognise that it is a lie? It's only a thought. That, that's a thing. Because I didn't yeah. know it was a thought until you just said. Yeah. <clears throat> um, no, I, you know you have to have that cognitive ability to be able to discern the difference between what's a thought and a feeling. And that comes with, you know, you know, I've been doing cognitive behaviour therapy for many years now, you know, like that comes from therapy and things like that. But for children, um, I mean, when we do things with them around like facing fears, you know, and going like you might be fearful of this, but, you know, you can face it. And, and pushing people out of their comfort zones. So, and, and children get those concepts. So right. I believe they can get the idea. Okay, let, let, let's have a look at, at, at you here, Lisa. I, I could not believe what you said to me about Lucy. How, when, when you asked Lucy about it, oh, Thomas asked me to do this topic, blah, blah. And she says, absolutely, mom. And you do that to me. It's like, hold on. Then Lucy has known about this for years. Well, it seems that way, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, but she hasn't told you, yeah. she hasn't formulated. So, That's right. So That's somehow right. somehow our kids have realised that. She picked that up. Yeah. Do she, they pick that she up? She claims that I gave that to her. So. She blames <laughs> <laughs> So how, what, what would be a piece of advice we could give young parents now hmm. so that they don't create it because... I now find myself more spending more time on like, 
is what I'm saying going to create it or how do because I just to clarify Haley, you don't know my kids in no way is Lucy not good enough in any respect because she's she's amazing and she's pushed herself through school like she's achieved like she's really worked hard like she's she should be so proud of who she is she's a beautiful yeah. person she's got a great career so for her to feel like that it, it made me sad and I don't know why she's picked that up or why she feels like that you know I personally don't think that you should feel sad because she no. actually knows it already before even she start starting yeah. life. Or because she's just I, given a mum a good story. Like Haley says, you know, I've seen people uh, who have had those feelings of not good enough and they put themselves so low that they actually wait to have children. And when they have children, they put the burden of, of NGE onto their children. They have to succeed because their success will nullify their feeling of NGE. Right, Haley? Yeah, yeah. And it's about like, um, you know, feeling like everyone, like or your children or your, or your partner is um, a reflection of you. So like making sure everything, you know, all your ducks line up, everyone looks good, everyone, you know, don't say that, don't speak like that, those sort of things, because you feel like it's a reflection on you or your parenting, you know, or your relationship and those sort of things. So it's just become this society sort of dance that everyone does around like mm. no one feeling good enough. Um but everyone wanting to look like they are. Yeah. <laughs> look like yeah. they've got it. I think a lot of it does like. come from social media, like you said. Um, you know, like half the things you see on social media, you think, well, is that your, really your true life or is that what you want to put out there? You know, so it's about how yeah. honest people are being on social media and with themselves. You know, if they look at their yeah. own social media and think, oh, this is the life that I lead, is it really though? You know, yeah. it's like how they, you know, put mm -hmm. it out there. And yeah. I think that's like that's why there's an increase in mental, like in in mental illness in society, and like especially because of COVID and things like all you had was you know computer and a and a phone or whatever at that time, no human connection. But um, yeah, I do think that um, you know it's it's just everyone have has those thoughts, yeah, and so. I was talking when we originally spoke, um, Thomas, around imposter syndrome. Yes, I like was going to my next question, dude. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> great minds. But I was talking about this phenomenon around, and, you know, it's not only um, successful people, but it's, um, it's it, you know, it's more researched, I guess, in really, um, yeah, really high successful people. But I just believe it's with anyone, like, in feeling inadequate feeling yeah. like regardless of your training regardless of your education regardless of what you've done still feeling like a fraud that's what imposter syndrome is yeah yeah that is correct however where i uh, i've written a book now that is about to be published or not good enough and i i believe that the imposter syndrome is about how you feel in terms of deserving of either position or job or success or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Where I truly believe that not good enough is something that you do 
because of the programs that you've received early in the early days and you haven't you haven't managed for example someone who's highly successful who's greedy who just want more and more and more and when when, when he gets that success and he makes that amount of money he wants more now because i need to have more i truly believe that that person is suffering from not good enough not a not a, a imposter syndrome. You look at yeah, him, no, that's and he's probably gonna say, "No, no, man, I want more, right?" And and I see, and I see them go for that more because of NGE, not imposter syndrome. And yeah. sometimes some of these people, I see them when first they fight against people outside their family. When they have, they can't do that. They now go and fight it inside their own family. And that's when they want their siblings should have less than them. And if their sibling can have less than them, they feel like King Kong because they now feel worthy of love, respect, and whatever you feel. And so for me, uh, NGE is way, way more than just imposter because yeah. it, it delineates for me a, a total, an absolute way of behavior, whether you're good or not. I, I see people who are millionaires and who suffer from NG. I look at their behavior and I go, you're not happy, yeah. right? Because in the end, all right, let's have a look at now. People are gonna say, all right, why is NGE bad? Because for me, NG ultimately leads to sabotage, self-sabotage, Yeah, isn't it? I know yeah. imposter does that too, but- NG Yeah, but it's different, like, yeah. yeah. Sometimes the <clears throat> imposter syndrome can be more that um, you don't go for the promotion, like you, you self-sabotage that way. Yeah. Um, yeah, like you don't go for the promotion because, you know, oh, I'm, I'm not going to get it, so I won't go for it anyway. Whereas, you know, sometimes feeling not good enough or, or those sort of, like feeling inadequate, all of those yeah. things. Yeah. Yeah, I believe they're two separate things. And, yeah, they can overlap. They overlap, absolutely overlap. Yeah. But... Yeah. This is yeah. when you see like singers who are or, or, or actors or people who are highly famous, then they have marriage breakup, they commit suicide, they go out there and do everything to destroy everything that they've built. I, and I believe that's the realm of NG. Yeah. What do you think, Kalisa? I think that you guys are more qualified on this subject than me. <laughs> No, it's not true. One of the reasons I thought of you straight away when I was thinking about NG is I don't believe qualified is about the ability to say things or formulate into words what one lives. I looked at your life and I've analyzed some of the things that you've done. You, you, you are a winner. Yeah. Thanks, Thomas. And, 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 but, no, but when, you, when you're talking about when is enough, um, I was talking to my mum today and she said to me that she she thinks that you'd need to have just enough because then you've still got the ability to be happy and content rather than continuing to work for, you know, more and more and more. But I think some people can't realise that when is enough enough, you know. And I yeah. think that's where they miss out on living and enjoying their life because they're distracting themselves by working for more and more. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to go into a, a left field because as every podcast is always a left field kind of thing. Do you think that then most people, if they don't work on NGE, they, 
they propagated in their life? All right, I'm going to ask you a very different question, all right? Is it possible that most people marry the wrong person? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I'm asking a question. <laughs> well, I've now married the right person, so. <laughs> no, the, the operating word was now. <laughs> That's right. So I, I don't know. This is a question for you, Hayley. Is it is it possible then... Most of us, when we first get married in our in our younger years, are we getting married to someone who's going to fill the void of our NGE? And that therefore, after a little while, we grow up. And if we grow faster than our partner or in a different direction, or we get satisfied with certain things in our life, that our NGE gets satisfied and we now want something else? Possibly. I haven't really thought about it like that. But from a personal experience, that wouldn't be the case for me, but maybe we've grown together. Um, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about your professional life, woman. I'm doing both. I'm trying to be both here. Trying to get let people know who I am as well. Did you make, um, so you make sure that your not watching this, please, so they don't. So I don't come across <laughs> like I should be in a lab coat and like you know checking everyone off. But um, no, I think yeah, I guess well, marriage and like any relationship, I think um, fulfills a need. And so if it is coming from the that not good enough. Um, yeah, we can be vulnerable to filling the void with someone who isn't the best fit for that reason. So, yes, I would, that can happen. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I think that's is probably it, true. You know, like when um, I, like I work with a lot of young parents, um, like teenage parents. Wow. And, um, you know, and sometimes they are vulnerable to relationships that don't work um, because out of that need they want to create this um, you know they they may have been from a not so good background um, and their parents had them very young and so it becomes in this generational sort of thing but um, and then they want to create this beautiful family because they didn't have it but it doesn't work out that way because there's so many unmet needs and the void is, is, you know, getting married and having children isn't what needs to happen to fill that void. And so, yeah, I guess they would feel not good enough. That's the conversations I've had with some of them. Um, and so then clawing at trying to go, or oh, he's not, you know, he's not for me and I'm not a good enough parent and I'm not a good enough partner and, you know, and then it just spirals. Yeah. So I don't know whether I answered your question, but no, no, no. Yeah, listen, I guess it's yeah. My my, it my job is very my job is simple. I'm a shit stirrer, and the two <laughs> you baby just provide the solution. All right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you have someone special behind you. I well, do. Are you gonna be long yet? <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I say, don't come in. <laughs> and my husband is sitting out there 
and he's probably come walk straight past him to ask me something. <laughs> go and ask your father. That's normal. There you go. Yeah, that's, that's, right. that's what normal is. No, I, I, I know, I know, Matt. Matt's going, Matt, the question's been sent to you. Go and ask your mum. Yes, that's right. <laughs> ask her when she'll be off. <laughs> Listen, do you know, I, 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 I think the, um, personally, Angie, if you don't really take into account and work on that from a young days, and, and you said one word earlier about consciousness, I, I speak about it in my book in terms of awareness. Mm-hmm. Most of us live a life in the, without awareness or unconsciously. We do things, it's almost automated because we do things. We get married because we love someone. We, we uh, do this because that's how the Jones do, or we do this because you know it looks good. I personally believe that one of the keys to NGE is to sit down and really take the time to be self-aware. Hmm and see what is it that makes me run the way I run? And and then realize, okay, half of my running is obviously from trying to please dad because all my life I've been taught unless unless I please dad, I either will get punished or I will not get the love that I need to feel. And then therefore I create a not good enough feeling. And and only when I realized that is something that is from the past, just like when I look at the water in the river, by the time I realized that's the water in the river, that water is already gone, hundreds of meters down, until I realized it is something that is in the past, it stays in the past, that doesn't have to define who I am today, then I can't change myself. And, and therefore, I think that making the time to be aware of our actions and our thoughts is, is probably a big key and, and big solution to uh, NG. Mm. I agree. I think <clears throat> curiosity yeah. is around why, like, why am I responding that way? Why does that make me feel that way? And that goes for not just NGE, but anxiety, you know, anything that makes you nervous or like, why? What, what is that? You know, being curious about it. Yeah enough to explore it you know you don't always have to face your fear but you've got to know you've got it in the first place and be curious about why where did that come from you know like when people are scared of dogs or something you're like oh did I ever get attacked by a dog you know you've got to be curious about those things and explore it in order to be aware and then be able to face it or do something progressive um, in that way but yeah not not good enough and having that awareness is can be painful um but but it's not permanent uh i I can guarantee you it is almost permanent okay yeah no no the the painfulness isn't permanent the painfulness (laughs) isn't permanent like yeah it you know awareness is great but it's yeah it's once you're aware of something, you uh, have the ability to be able to recognize it and change it as it yeah. happens. Um, so unless, that unless, can be painful. That's what I mean. It, it's painful. It, it is painful. But the pain isn't permanent. Yeah. You can move past it. I understand that. I understand, understand you. So, so what about you, Lisa? Now, have you ever sat down since Lucy's told you, hey, yes, mum, and you have given to us like, 
ponder about about all right, when am I doing? How do I not do it? And how do I stop it? I have. I haven't really come to a solution though. Um, it, it's you know a subject that I need to explore explore more with the kids. Um, but I think what what Haley says about being aware and um, yeah, being aware of how you you speak to your kids, and I, I think also with the younger generation, the earlier that they can learn in their life is to not worry about everyone else and what everyone else is doing, the better off they'll be. You know, you, you have to be happy to do what you're doing for yourself, not not to keep up with everyone else and to to do what everyone else is doing. You have to do something for, you know, follow a path because it's what you want to do. Um, yeah, so. Okay. Yeah. All right. Listen, and I uh, do think it comes around to that purpose. You know, everyone has their own sense of purpose. And are you, are you even children. Are you talking about the next subject, Hayley? What are you doing? Oh, possibly. possibly. <laughs> Who knows? I'm, yeah, I'm just thinking you know, sometimes it's about teaching kids even. Like, yeah, yeah you know, and giving them that sort of, you know, acknowledging who they are and then helping them along their journey around, yeah, fulfilling yeah. our purpose, whatever that is. Whereas what we were talking about in terms of not good enough and getting that passed down from, you know, by families, you know, parents or whoever possibly is them trying to fulfil their purpose through mm -hmm, children. Yeah. Well, one of the things that really helped me with not good enough uh, feeling was, uh, I think a, um, a concept from Warren Buffett that I read not so long ago about determine what is enough. Because if, if you can determine what, when I retire, if I have that, that is enough. Then you can work backwards from there, set your goals to get there. And then you feel that the problem in life, I think we live in a society where the goalposts keep on being moved. Moving. Yeah. yeah. And, and therefore not good enough keeps on just recreating itself, right? Yeah. There, there was a time when we wish we were a millionaire, we become a millionaire now, hold on, now we want to become a multi-millionaire. And <laughs> you know, suddenly we're now unhappy until we get there. So we keep on moving the goalposts. And, and, and I thought that, you know, when, when he said, no, 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 said what you want and be happy when you get there. Uh, I, I think that that is for me a very big formula for feeling now you're good enough. Uh, but but what about the people who are so far away from the million? I mean, what do they do in, in terms of... So, for example, I'm, I'm going to ask you this because we, we're getting to the end, close to the end now. What do, how do I deal with my children if I have created so much not good enough in them? I mean, you two ladies would know. I mean, you have three children and two. Um, like, what do you do now to undo... What you what you may have already Absolutely. done. That's what our listeners yeah. are probably going to be asking themselves, yeah. right? How do um, I do? Well, I think you have the conversation. Like I think Lisa and Lucy have started that conversation, and it's now I guess planted a seed for Lisa to go. I I need to know what the what that was because that was never my intention. And sometimes I think having those conversations because parents generally have good intentions they want yeah. the best for their children um, they didn't purposely set out to make children feel not good enough but along the way that's happened so I think those conversations 
are good for like little ones I guess it's what are the needs and I think the goalposts are good like um you know we want to build independent children you know we want to build secure happy children so it's like if that's the goal then how do I do that like you know I help them face their fears you know I teach them right from wrong I do all those things but at what point do you switch from that into the now you can be who you want to be yeah who you were born to be and I don't think that you know I think that's hard to do as a parent because it's not an age thing it's not a you know like I'm sure Lisa you got and and you Thomas have older kids than me so yeah. you know that's still hard to do to go yeah. okay off you go you know yeah. Have whatever job you want, do whatever you want. You know, you can't, as a parent, you just can't do that. Yeah. Well, that's the easy part. It gets harder as they, as yeah. they, grow. yeah, being able to do that. Um, yeah. So I think recognizing it in yourself and then being able to go, what am I doing? Yeah. How am I contributing to my children not feeling good enough? Right. I can guarantee you'll start recognizing it because since we've had this talk, I've even recognized to do my own children and gone. That's <laughs> because of my because of my OCD. It's like that's not yeah, your bed's not made quite right, but it is you know good try. Like but yeah, it's constant. So you just got to keep yourself in check to go. Yeah, yeah what are yeah. my values, and what do I want to instill? Do I want to instill that they're not good enough? They're never going to live up to my expectations. Or am I going to celebrate, you know, whatever goals we've set and they've achieved them? And yeah. Nice, nice. How about you, Lisa? What was the question? <laughs> so, so on this subject here, what what would be your final advice? For your children, like for your kids? Whatever you like. Well, I, I think I think it's okay to feel that you're not good enough. I think it's what you do with that feeling or, or that thought from there as to whether you sit and wallow in it and don't go any further or don't allow yourself to grow or whether you, you know, pick yourself up and move forward and um, go in a better direction and have more confidence or whatever it is you need to to move forward and to believe in yourself um and with with your kids i have i don't know what i've done to mine but i've always just loved them and i think they're all amazing and i you know they all know that regularly and you know i'm super proud of them and i think as as a mum i'm just i'm just little old me here um just love your kids and do everything you can and give them as much positive feedback as you can yeah Okay. Oh, well, I'm going to have to give uh, Haley the closing, but uh, my, my, my thing is this. Um, from my own experience with NGE, you don't have to spend too much time on your kids. You need to spend more time on yourself because once you're right, your kids will follow. The, the, the problem is too much about forgetting that monkey see, monkey do. We try too much um, on telling our kids how to be rather than ourselves on how to be because our kids, they watch how we are and they emulate that. So we if we want to get rid of NG in our kids, we need to behave without NG. And that's a much harder work to do. Right? <laughs> so Andy, why don't you just close the show for today? It was a fantastic show. 
Thank you so much, ladies. You, you, have, you have made my night because you've proven me right. I think <laughs> that the, the two of you got the right balance. Yeah. So I, I can't wait until the new subjects for our audience. Should you have any question, uh, go on to our podcast, NG Podcast on Facebook. Put uh, your subject in, write it in. And then what we'll do is that it, that gives us a bit of time to prepare and then think about it, you know, because I don't like things to be uh, something that is ad lib. I think that solutions need to be thought of. I and mean, we, we play with lives. It's not just a solution that, that is a, a monopoly solution. This is a life solution. So it takes time. And, yeah. and then um, both Haley, uh, Lisa and I, and maybe another guest can really attend to this. I'm sure we're gonna have guests. We already have a, a lineup and it's about just trying to guess the best of human potential, right? So yep. Haley, why don't you just close the show? All right, so thank you everyone for coming to NGE. We're so happy that you've joined us and we hope you got something out of it. So we hope that out of this, you might've felt like normal because we are all really normal or abnormal because we, there's no normal. <laughs> So, um, but I think together we can just, I guess, just pose questions and come up with what are the thoughts, what are the feelings, because they're two different things, aren't they, Thomas? Now we've worked that out. Yeah, and, you know, getting out of our heads and our inner critics and sharing because, yeah, there's no harm in that. So thank you for joining and hopefully next week um, no, we'll come up with something else. Oh, fortnight, 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 fortnight. fortnight. We'll see you next week. Thank you very much. Thank see you for your time. Bye. See ya.